Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. Stroke is a documentary. It's actually um, an award-winning uh, short documentary, which is on YouTube from 2017. Joining me today is Kwan Glover, serial overcomer, author, and victory coach, author of the book, Favor. Um, Kwan, thank you for um, joining us today. Uh, I appreciate it. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you and your audience, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Now, um, this podcast is a commentary track format, and that does apply even when it's a short film, even when it's a, a very short film, because I believe the documentary in question, I think it's under five minutes. So the reason that this is a commentary track is that I, I want to remind everyone that you are not alone. I know many people listening today will say, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone. There's no one here with me. And, and so the reason that's a commentary track is so that I will watch the movie with you, Kwan will watch the movie with you, and you won't be alone for a few minutes. You, you will have um, someone with you um, for, for a little while. Um, I did want to briefly mention the, um, there's two crisis text lines, depending upon where you are in the world, and I believe the major ones in the U.S. would be, um, you can text HOME to 741 741. And if you're in the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And I believe there are others, depending on where in the world that you may be listening. So, um, come on, again, thank you for, for being here today. I, I appreciate it. It's really a pleasure and an honor. Um, now, one thing I, I, I did want, want to mention for those who might be um, watching the, the documentary, there, there's a um, Stroke, what, um, and I know, I know that people have, have heard of strokes or whatnot, but is in terms of getting a specific image in their mind of, of what it is, what, what, what is, what is a stroke? Yeah, so a stroke is a lot of times people see what it may look like, the, the, the drooping of the face, the loss of functionality on one side of your body. People aren't sure exactly what it is. It's something like the blood not getting to a certain part of the brain, uh, enough oxygen, and that, that basically the part of that brain, the part of that brain shutting down either on the left or right hemisphere, and that causing some disruption on the opposite side of the body. And um, it has physical effects, but it also mental and emotional effects. People don't take into account. So the stroke is an all-encompassing injury of the brain, if you will. Yeah, because you had been mention of the, there's an abbreviation that I've heard fast, and is that is that what you're referring to, like the the F for face, and then A for arm, and then S for speech, and then T time to to call for help. Is that what that's? Yeah, and you know, at the time, at 20 years old, when I first had the stroke, I had been in a place where you know, at 20, I'm like, I'm in college. This having a stroke isn't possible. It's not in my my, my, it's not my possible realm of possibility. So when things started to happen, the time part of it was essential. And I didn't take heed of what the, the symptoms that were showing on my face and things like that. Um, so that let me to not have a stroke with my first brain surgery. And then after the surgery, I returned to school a week later and exacerbated, you know, whatever deficits might have been left after the surgery. So when those symptoms in the fast started to reappear, I didn't take enough 
action immediately, and that's where I had the stroke. I didn't lose consciousness, yeah. but I did have a hemorrhagic stroke, which is bleeding of the brain. Yeah. Well, have you heard those, those stories, and I, very anecdotal stories, but every now and then you'll see a story in the news about maybe a, a TV anchor or someone on TV who is ex exhibiting signs of what you're describing and, and a viewer or, or someone at home, you know, tweets out a message saying, oh, that, that looks like it might be serious. Are, are you, have you had those types of experiences where someone brings something to your attention that, that, that you, you weren't aware of? Yeah, um, actually, the, before the first surgery, you know, the reason I went to the hospital because I was exhibiting some of those symptoms that when I was, you know, as they're speaking now, the way I was talking was kind of like a bro broken record. If you will, there was very stagnant pauses. I couldn't really control my motor functioning. So I was starting to really exhibit those signs before the first surgery. So when I see them, I'm acutely aware of that could possibly be a, a stroke on, on, by the onset. Well, what, what sort of time frame was all of this? Was this within, within a year or a couple of years? Or what, what, what sort of time frame was this so all going on? First surgery, I first started exhibiting signs in the end of the summer, so around the August time frame. Mm -hmm. Had the first surgery August 15, 2014, and a stroke a month later on September 17, 18, 2014. So, within about the span of two months, two or three months. So it just hit you like bam, 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 like all, all at once then. It sounds like it was. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it was exacerbated by just me being 20 years old and not wanting to stop whatever I was doing. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of sped up the process. If I had taken a semester off, maybe I had time to heal, maybe it would have been something different. But the reason I had the stroke was something in my brain called a cavernous malformation, which is a group of blood vessels that kind of sit on my brainstem and it burst and that caused the brain bleed and that's what caused the stroke. Well, one of the, for those who might be watching the, the movie, and, and again, that's strictly optional if you want to, that, that option is available so we have it as a commentary track, but there's a mention uh, um, for, for, for the um, young man who, who made this movie mentioning uh, STEM or, or STEAM, the abbreviation being that's science, technology, engineering. I like to include arts um, and then M for, for math. Where did the, the STEAM or, or STEM, what role did that play, if at all, in, in, in your recovery? Yeah, because a lot of the, the STEM, you know, Coming through school, I wasn't really a big math guy. I mean, school in high school was really easy for me, but a lot of the science, technology, engineering, uh, uh, that was like highly touted STEM, 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 but I always forgot the arts. So you forget to indulge yourself in the creative aspect of life. And when you have a stroke, you start to wonder like what else could I have been doing? What else can I learn? And helping reinvigorate that side of your brain that may have been damaged, delving into those, the, the creative thought of the arts and the more analytical side of mathematics and technology helps expand your mind and can help your brain recover. So it's really, uh, arts is actually one of the most important parts of that, uh, that word to me.
Oh, definitely, definitely, I agree, and and that's why I I, I mentioned I know that such a bit of IC STEM, which is true, technically it's true, but I always want to point out that I've seen different usages of STEAM as well as STEM. So absolutely, and that's something that I am definitely a, a firm believer in art therapy and and art um, role in 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 recovery. Um, now. Um, that, that said, I, I did want to ask now, as this was going on, then is this something that that led to your your, your journey through the, the mental health um, side of things, or was that something that was going on uh, parallel to that, or where did that come come in? Yeah, so a depression runs in my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. um, so even in the, the semester, the fall semester before that, so I want to say fall of 2013, I experienced a, my first suicidal attempt, if you will. And I decided it was, you know, I was just going to walk in front of a car and whatever happened, happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, someone actually physically saved my life. And at that point, from then on, I believe I was what they call passively suicidal. And that's when you're thinking about pondering your death and you're okay with it happening, but you're never actually actively pursuing an attempt again. Um, but then that was exacerbated by the mental and emotional and physical pain and stress of having, you know, I used to run track and play football and I was boxing. And then one side of your body is no longer cooperating. So I felt like half a person, half a man, and not able to live my life to the fullest. So it was debilitating and defeating for someone who had just turned, who was 20 and I didn't turn 21 until after the stroke. So my young mind trying to grapple with reality and what I thought my life should be like caused the tornado. You know, when you have a, a, a cold current and a hot current come together, it, it creates a, a storm. So it was a storm within my mind that I had to cope with, um, you know, all the way through the surgeries and thereafter. It was a tough internal battle and led to an overall spiritual journey. So a lot of the the um, tools in your toolbox, so to speak, that's like everything it's not like having the 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 stroke stuff be in one box and the mental health stuff be in a separate box but you're talking about like holistic like everything yeah would, would, that, would, that, would that would that be correct would that be correct to to, to say absolutely because you know the the physical pain or physical aspect is only one piece of the puzzle there is a physical recovery, there's an emotional recovery, there's a mental recovery, there's a spiritual, there's a financial recovery that you just don't think about on the front end. But as things go on and the journey gets more difficult, those things start to come into play. And those things can actually take more of a toll on you uh, than the physical part because your body heals itself. But your mind, that takes practice, that takes diligence, that takes discipline, that takes discernment on how to really heal this. So the massive depression that I fell in, the constant racing thoughts of anxiety, whatever, why me? And just feeling alone and isolated. And I want to say to you and your listeners, like, just like Brian said at the beginning, you are not alone in watching this documentary. You are not alone in your battles. People are out there and you're part of a community that is looking to support you. So, you know, we have a number of resources that you can really tap into to deal with what you're dealing with. 
Oh, absolutely, and, and that, that is worth repeating, however many times it needs to be repeated, is that you definitely are, are not alone. I know many people listening today will be going through a hard time and, and going through many of the things that you've described as far as just not having it be, be, be worth it. What was one of the things that, uh, for those who might be going through a hard time, what, what's something that, that you, you, you would say to them that, that might give them a different perspective or something that they, they might not be, be seeing if there's like a, a blind spot or something that they're. One of the things that I noticed during my whole entire journey was I was constantly looking back or constantly looking too far ahead. So those are two cousins, two sides of the same coin. <laughs> and looking back leads to the depression. Like I wish, I regret, I remember when those conversations lead to a depressive state. But the conversations that lead to what if, uh, you know, I wish, you know, I think you start assuming the future never never happened. That leads to anxiety. And those are two fear-based mindsets. In order to get away from those thought patterns, to start to eliminate them or think differently, change your mindset, you have to root yourself in the present moment. And I feel like one of the anxiety uh, exercises that really helps me eliminate a lot of those things is just closing your eyes and telling yourself about your five senses. What can you hear? What can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you feel? And while you're thinking about those things, you're not thinking about what happened yesterday or in the past or what's happening tomorrow or in the future. You think about what's happening to you right now. And in this moment, as you're listening, as you're hearing Brian having this engaging conversation, neither one of us is thinking about the past or the future. We're thinking about this conversation right yeah, now. And that exactly. helps you eliminate those racing thoughts. So that's one of the most simple techniques that I encourage everybody um, you know, I would say the darkest night comes for the brightest morning and the morning will come. Your morning will come. The sun will still rise. And it's always light in the end of the tunnel because there's always hope. So no matter how dark and uncertain times may be, there is something coming. There is something on the back end that is going to be a greater benefit to you in the long run. Definitely. And, and I thank you for, for mentioning that. And I, I do like that. So recognizing the, the five senses and just because that's, that's something that is by definition puts you in the moment. It's something that you, you can't, uh, you know, feel something, hear something, whatever, unless you're in that present moment. So that is absolutely uh, um, on point as far as being. Um, now, one thing that that has been a, a recurring theme, and I'm not sure if, 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 the, if this resonates w with you as well, but in terms of getting in the present moment and, and, and focusing on what, what, what we can do and, and all that that goes with it is one of the recurring themes that, that not, not just you, but, but other guests have, have alluded to is if it gets to a point where you just need to turn off the TV or, you know, turn off a movie or whatever then just do, do, do you agree with that sentiment as well to kind of just if it's something that, that is making someone upset or triggering would not just to like step away from it yeah because a lot of people force themselves to experience things or uh, uh, inhale or absorb information that is harmful to your mental and emotional state 
you, you don't ever have to watch a whole movie. Nobody's paying you to do that. You don't ever have to watch a whole news broadcast. Mm -hmm. A lot of that information is can be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's trying to trigger a specific emotion, a specific sentiment. I myself don't watch a lot of news because a lot of the media is fear-based. Mm -hmm. And I don't need that type of energy and that type of content in my mind trying to exacerbate any fear-based responses. It is okay not to be okay with something. It's okay not to be okay. And if you need to take a moment, just breathe, meditate, pray, go outside, breathe some fresh air, step away from the things that are in influencing you to feel or think a certain way. That is totally okay. And you shouldn't feel ashamed about doing it. It's okay to go to a movie and you know what? I don't want to finish this movie. I'm going to leave now. That's completely okay. And it's healthy. So definitely, 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 yeah, and th and um and, th and that's worth repeating is that particularly with all that's going on, you know, out there, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> out there is is important to you know to exercise that that self care that you're talking about. Um, what would you what would you say that you're looking forward to? I guess would would be would would that be something that that. Yeah, my whole life philosophy has changed uh, as a result of this journey. So a lot of times, you know, you say, I look forward to next year or the next, mm -hmm. you know, saying New Year's or birthdays or whatever. For me, I'm looking forward to finishing this conversation. I have not thought beyond this conversation because I constantly am reminding myself to be in the present moment because I may not ever get the opportunity to talk to Brian again or get the opportunity to share this message with your listeners. I'm completely rooted in this moment because you're not guaranteed the next moment. The basis of my beliefs, everything I do, everything that I say is gratitude. And when I get up in the morning and my feet touch the ground, I know that everything after that, everything that takes place that happens after that is a bonus because you're never guaranteed that moment. So exactly, exactly. I'm, what I'm looking forward to is your next question. Beyond <laughs> that, I have not thought about it. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the honesty. I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and the reason I sometimes mention that is because often, and this speaking for myself, and I would imagine in my, in my I don't, but that's one of the things that helps me get get through the day sometimes because I still have a lot of anxiety that shows up on a given day. There's still, you know, not so good days. And it sometimes helps me, um, speaking, again, only speaking for myself is even with a lot of the, and again, this is be, being recorded late September, um, you'll probably be hearing this in October. Um, one of the things that, that I'm looking forward to is just the, the never-ending uh, merry-go-round game that's going on with a lot of movies. Like a movie, you know, is, is supposed to come out in, in October, and now, oh, it's coming out in December, but now, oh, no, I'm not, so even something like that, where even if it's something as trivial as that, and, and I and I have to like pause for a moment to like point out the irony of of someone who loves movies calling it trivial, uh, but in in the, in the good picture of of it, it 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 would be trivial. Uh, but that's something that sort of helps me some days is just knowing okay, well, I haven't seen Tenet yet. I don't know if I will <laughs> in a theater or on video. Um, or 
some stupid TV show that I might have heard about or a book that, I, that I've heard about that, that I read. Um, so any stuff where it sort of is sort of like a little, a little carrot dangling at the end of the stick to kind of like, okay, well, just, just for one more, um, you know what I mean, does, does that make sense? I mean, just sort of like to have that, that incentive yeah. to kind of work Yeah, and towards. you know, in my coaching practice, you know, I always, you know, inform people to root themselves in the moment, you know, look forward to the next moment, but you still want to plan for the future. So if you have movies or things, big events, you know, write them down in your calendar, make a special reminder for yourselves. So always look forward to the next moment because you don't know if you're going to get one. But at the same time, you also want to plan realistically for the future. So if you have a movie premiere you're expecting, like I'm a big movie guy too. So like I was looking forward to seeing Tenet in theaters. I was looking forward to seeing the Marvel movies. Yeah, I was looking yeah. forward to seeing a lot of things and delays after delays. And I'm just like, I may never see this movie. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, they're releasing movies on the streaming platforms, yeah. but you have to pay extra for them. So I'm just like, uh, I don't know, but you know, you know, those are like rewards I give myself now. Like, oh, I, 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 I like, I like that word rewards. That, that, I like that. That makes sense. I, I like that. Yeah, rewarding yourself is okay. You know, it really gives you something to keep moving for. Like the reason you run so fast and attract me is because there is a possible possibility you're going to win the race and win the trophy and win the recognition. So. Uh, setting up these movies, these premieres, these things you look forward to is a small token or reward for you persevering through your adversity is a very beautiful thing to do. And it's part of creating habits, you know, rewarding yourself for accomplishing something is a big part of improving your mental health and emotional state. So how are, how are you doing today? Compared to, well, not, not just compared to, but I guess in general, like how, how, how are you do, doing today? Would yeah, I noticed that as of August 21st, 22nd, 2020, mm -hmm. that was the first time I was able to write down in my journal that I feel whole and that cool. energy has cool. been sustaining me uh, up until, well, I don't know when it's going to go away, but I just hope mm -hmm. it doesn't. And, you know, once I put out the book Favor, it was like the burdens of my past, the burdens of this struggle, the burdens of this journey were lifted. And I was able to put them all on paper and relieve that burden that they were weighing on me. So I feel pretty good. I have a bamboo plant on my desk and, you know, I have light coming into my room. Sunlight is very important. Yeah. Um, the weather is changing, but, you know, I'm instead of saying, oh, it's going to be cold, the winter is coming soon. My thought process, I get to wear my fall clothes again. I get to wear hoodies <laughs> and jackets and boots. And yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. And perspective to me is a form of self-empathy. Like it's acknowledging that, hey, these things are difficult or things are changing. But look at where you come from and look at where you uh -huh. are. And that's how I continue to live in each moment because I was in those dark places. I was uncertain. I was yeah. going through the throes of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideations, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And now I'm in a place where I feel an overwhelming sense of peace. Like everything that I do just feels right. And I'm okay with that. that uh, I'm happy. I'm very happy. What <laughs> um, thing that I, uh, as you were mentioning the change in season, um, 
I, I just had a huge grin on my face because one of the things that also comes with the change of seasons, particularly right now, is all the pumpkin spice stuff. <laughs> Everywhere you look, at least, at least, for me, I'm a huge pumpkin spice uh, addict. If, it, if there's a pumpkin spice flavor, I will buy it. <laughs> and you can only do that in, in September, October. Right. And then they're all gone. I mean, I've got stuff in, in my fridge that I probably bought last year that's <laughs> like stale, but I still can't kind of have it there for like comfort just to like see some pumpkin spice there, pumpkin spice stuff there just to see it there. <laughs> right. And it, you know, like you said before, the rewarding, the, it's the little things that you look forward to that often people take for granted. Like the fact that, you know, I got up in a bed today, the fact that I can move around, the fact that their son shining through my bedroom window mm -hmm. the fact that i'm alive and i'm taking breath right now and having a wonderful conversation with you brian is i'm grateful for that okay and everything else is just a bonus oh and i and i'm i'm, I'm grateful for for all of what, what you're sharing because I, I i know i find it helpful and and i I'm, I'm confident that everyone listening will will find it helpful um that's the name of um you know the game here well not not a game but you know <laughs> that the figure of speech right. <laughs> you know just having you know the, the resources um now is there anything that that i didn't ask you about that 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 you you wanted to to, to mention um no not really because i think you know what was meant to be said was mm -hmm. said and your yeah. audience will hopefully gain value from that and what would i was on your spirit i think you spoke to that and i think you know this conversation was had that way it's supposed to be had. And if we were to add anything else besides resources, yeah. I think we'd be overdoing it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so as we wind down, I, I did want to just give a couple resources for those who might be going through a hard time and, and looking for help. There's, um, I did want to mention uh, Mental Health America, which is uh, website mhanational.org. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, nami.org. Um, are there any others that, that, that you know about that I, I could maybe yeah, mention? So just I have some numbers here. There's a mental health crisis team, uh, ADAPT mobile crisis team. Mm -hmm. That number is 866-260-8800. Okay, just confirm it's eight six six two six zero eight zero zero zero. Yep. Okay. So yeah, if so, anyone listening, definitely take note of those those resources. Uh, we want you to be uh, safe and and happy, and again, safe. <laughs> um, so, again, um, come on. Thank you for uh, being here today. I um, appreciate it. It was such a, again, Brian. It's been a pleasure and honor to have this conversation. It's a great day outside, but it was a great day to you know, have this conversation moment to help and give somebody out there, one of your listeners, somebody out there, some hope and inspiration. So I hope they gain all they could from this. Definitely. I, I appreciate it. So thank you for um, listening. Um, stay safe, everyone. And um, talk with you next time.